Oh, Yesenia. DeAndre. <laughs> love, I love the energy. Love the reciprocation. I am super uh, curious uh, to, the, to today's topic and today's uh, discussion we're about to have. Cause, I bet you are curious. Because I've never, I don't think I've, we've ever really had a, a conversation about um, about this particular subject. But uh, after uh, <laughs> after you teasing it earlier from a previous conversation we had a few hours ago about some recent events, I'm very curious now <laughs> as to hear uh, some of your thoughts and feelings on this on this matter. You know, shout out to the recent events that took place in my life that inspired today's episode because today we are going to be talking about hyper-independence and comparing it with clinginess behaviors. So if you're someone that likes to do everything on your own or if you are someone who needs to know what your partner is doing and where they are and you want to be with them all the time, stay tuned. Grab a drink, grab some snacks, and dive deep into talking about hyper-independence and clinginess with myself, Yesenia, and DeAndre. You are now tuned in to the Soft-Boiled Podcast with DeAndre and Yesenia, your one-stop shop for all things relationships. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, you're saying you're right off the bat. I'm going to ask the question uh, in relationships, in situationships, in uh, uh, I don't even know what you'd call your current current fling, I guess I will call it. Um, <laughs> do you prefer do you prefer hyper independence or I guess we'll just call it independence? Do you prefer to be more independent or do you like when a guy is clingy or are there like some levels of clinginess that you like or is it like all a turn off like what's going on there you know i think when it comes to this specifically it really depends on the person um off the bat i am not someone who enjoys clingy partners i don't want you all upon me i don't want you all next to me in my breath in my bubble i don't like people being close to me in general however i've dated one person who over time I allowed him to be really clingy with me and that's because I was also very clingy with him. I've dated clingy. It's not for me. I just can't do it. Um I I there's a word in Spanish that I think describes it perfectly like me desespera and I guess the way I can translate that it's like I just get so like impatient like I get very frazzled and irritated and that's probably not the best translation I don't really know how to translate that word in English but I just I can't do it um there's I think it has to be something where I vibe with the person and there's connection there to build clinginess um but I cannot be with someone who's clingy right off the bat and you yourself, you're not a clingy person. I can tell. You're not someone who is going to text their guy, uh, 
you know, good morning. And if they don't text you back within like five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever, you blow up their phone and <laughs> are like, what are you doing? No. But, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm lovey-dovey. I'm communicative, but I don't need to be all up on you either. When we spend time together, yeah, but in terms of just like your general average relationship, right? We're thinking like a stereotypical relationship. I'm not a clingy person. I am way too independent to be clinging on to somebody. And yeah, I just, I'm not a clingy person. Right. I think there is that healthy balance of maybe some level of clinginess, but also like you, like you kind of said, giving you your space. Yeah. Because I, I, I feel uh, from my, my personal experience, I, I also am not a fan of the whole clingy, clingy stuff. I get being lovey dovey and showing affection and all of that stuff. That's fine. I don't, I don't mind that. I really don't. But at the same time, I am my own person and I have a life outside of you. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want to revolve my, my whole life around you trying to please you and talk to you and keep you happy, things of that nature. Um, I know I've talked about it before in a few episodes. I've, I've been down that road when I was younger. And when I was younger, obviously, I don't know any better. I thought that this is what I wanted. I thought I didn't mind as much. Uh, and once I got out of that relationship, I was in that relationship for two years. It was crazy to me that I stayed so long. But once I got out of that relationship, I really self-reflected and I looked back and I was I was really dumbfounded how I stayed so long. Because once I got that 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 clarity, that breath of fresh air on the other side of, out of the relationship, I I was like, wow, what what have I been doing for the past two years? Mm-hmm. Um like I get, I get it. Um, some people are just like that. They just are, and you're not going to change them. Uh, and no matter how much you try to explain to them that, you know, I need my space sometimes or the whole, it's not you, it's me thing. I don't know. No matter, no matter which way you try to explain it, it'll never be good enough for them because they're always, they're just going to, it, it kind of just makes them cling on to you more. The more you try yeah. to, you try to push them away and, try to breathe a little bit it just it 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 attracts them more and i don't i i don't understand it i don't quite get it but you know hey some people are the way they are there's nothing you can do about that um but speaking of recent events that we kind of teased at the top uh will you enlighten the audience and even me because i don't i don't necessarily know all that all of what happened Like I know what happened on the first date, but everything you kind of talked to me a little bit after that. But yeah, let's let's uh, delve deep into this. Yeah. So I what was it Uh, like two Fridays ago? I went on a first date and it went really really well. I you know matched with this guy on Hinge, and we were just very similar. We clicked off the bat. So we messaged for a few days, we texted for a few days, and then we set up a first date. The first date was magical. We had so much fun. We went to a, like a low-key concert. We went to grab drinks. We danced. Um, I took him home at the end of the night. You know, we razzle and dazzled. And, you know, it was a great time. Yeah, y'all took it home all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we for sure did. And, you know, the next morning, I I didn't think about, like, 
oh, like I want to spend time with him in the morning. I just assumed, okay, this guy's going to leave in the morning. He's going to go about his day and I'm going to go about mine. But I woke up and I went up and I brushed my teeth and I washed my face. And that usually is like my telltale sign of when I'm at other people's houses. Like, oh, I should get up and get ready too and like leave. This man made himself comfortable, super mm. comfortable. Uh-oh. And I like was a, literally talking about, I need to do errands. I need to go to this store. I need to go to that store. And he was like, or you can just stay in bed with me. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm just thinking, you know, you gotta, you've got to leave, sir. Um, so he didn't end up leaving till like 11-ish, 12-ish. And it was literally me trying to subtly be like, I have things to do. I need you to leave. But whatever, I didn't read too much into it. It just felt kind of clingy. He kind of lingered, and that's what I didn't like, is he lingered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't respecting that I had things to do. He didn't take that hint. Yeah, and then, you know, him and I had a conversation. He, previously, in his other relationships, he felt like he had to beg for time and attention, and I totally respect that, you know? Like, he was honest, and he was really vulnerable with me. But I, I'm, a, I'm a busy woman. I have school. I have internships. I have working full-time, so... My time is very, like, rare, and the time that I do have, I want to spend it how I feel is going to be the best for me and how to fill my own cup and be where I want to be, you know? And I told him that, and I was like, can you accept that? And he said yes. But then... Or so so you thought. (laughs) Or so I thought. Yeah. Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. Okay, anyways. um, (laughs) So... Come last week, man, oh, man, I went on vacation, y'all, to the good old Seattle, mm-hmm. Washington. And I think he just expected that I was on vacation, so I had time to text him. But the last thing I want to do is be on my phone while I'm on vacation. Yeah. So there was a few little snide texts of, like, passive aggressiveness of, like, basically him saying, like, oh, you're on vacation, you should be able to text me. Or, oh, you have extra time, you should be able to text me back. And it wasn't until Saturday when we were driving back to California that he had mentioned, oh, you're driving back home today. You should have time to text me. And I said, well, I'm taking the first shift in driving, so I can't text and drive. I just naturally kind of don't text and drive. I just don't like to divide my attention that way. And also, when me and the other person switch driving... I don't want to just stare at my phone for a few hours. I want to enjoy the scenery of driving. So he kept bringing it up till the point where Saturday evening he said, I just feel like I'm going down the route of having to beg you for attention. And I started fuming. Like my demeanor dropped, the energy in the car dropped because I only have been on one date with you and I've known you now for a week and a day. Oh. And I knew, like, I just started feeling the flags. And we talked about this in the Red Flags episode with Mars. And for me, a red flag is that clinginess, that clingy behavior. So I had to really compose myself and just vent to my friend who I was driving with because I was going to just say some stupid shit to him because I felt attacked. And I didn't want that to be the case. So me and the person I was driving with, We debriefed it. We talked it out. And ultimately, I just let him know that, like, it sounds like you do need a lot of time and attention dedicated towards you. And that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with asking 
to get more time and to get more attention from somebody you want it from. Yeah. But I was very clear in the beginning that I just don't have that capacity and I don't have that much time and attention to give him. So what I do give him, can he accept it? And he said yes, and it ultimately turned out he couldn't. So I told him we just shouldn't continue anymore. It's just not going to work out. And honestly, I really did tell him because the next time you bring this up, I'm not going to have this great of a response. I will have an irrational reaction because the next time you bring it up, you have me fucked up. And this is like a per my last email text already. So I ended things with him and it really sucks because I had such a great first date with him and I feel like we vibed and we clicked and had a connection and I feel like we could have had more fun together, but I just thought about this was already a week in and I'm already feeling like a shitty person for not doing enough. And that's not someone I want to spend time with. If you're already making me feel like that, despite me being very clear with you about my boundaries, it's just not worth it. So rather than me wasting a year and a half of my life (laughs) dedicating to somebody (laughs) to finally be like, yeah, I'm out. uh, I did it at the sign of red flags this time, which, you know, it's, it's bittersweet because I think I am kind of hyper-independent. I was, I hate saying I was raised by a single mom because my dad was very present in the picture, but my mom did not need my dad at all. And my dad's kind of like a feminist and he believes in like women being able to do everything on their own and really raised us to not, me and my sister, uh, to not depend on anybody for anything. So I have two parents that support the fact that I, I have my shit together. I don't need somebody to help me with my shit because I have my own shit. And so when it comes to someone who's asking me for time and attention, I think it freaks me out because I'm like, I don't have time and attention for myself. Like, why should I give it to you? And, you know, for better, for worse, that's something I'm working on because I do want to be able to ask for support when needed and ask for time and attention when I need it. But right now I'm just, I'm very selective with who I'm giving time to and I can't be giving it to someone who's making me feel like crap that I'm prioritizing school and work. I mean, yeah, we all got so much time on this earth. You don't want to be wasting it, giving it to some schmuck. Yeah. It's crazy that this guy went from zero to a hundred after the first date. Like, God damn, bro. Well, I mean, I didn't, I don't think I told this to any of y'all, but like the second day, so after he left, he went to like a barbecue with his friend or something, but he told me like he really likes me. And I'm like, you've known me for not even 24 hours, which I'm like, cool. Like you're cool, but I don't know. It just seems like very, like I have this position. I have this idea of what a girl is and what I want at a girlfriend. And I'm trying to make you fit into that mold rather than taking me for who I was. Mm. I don't know. To me, it was just kind of like, oh, here we go. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of what you were saying um, about about this guy kind of reminds me of of myself um, when I was younger, going through the 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 clingy uh, girlfriend in the past. Because by by the end of the two years, uh, like he was like your guy was saying that I don't want to fight for your attention anymore um and i felt like at the end of my relationship i was fighting for her attention where i sort of became the clingy one which is crazy how those roles reversed because mm-hmm. it's like I, you know we were in the relate we're in a relationship together i shouldn't be a second option 
or third option or fourth option or whatever the case may be. I should I should be, you know, your first choice like always. And by by the time we were over it, I was uh, again, self-reflecting. It really was like, oh, shit, I was a second option for a lot of the time. And it kind of I didn't realize it at the time, but there was like some trauma there of like, well, fuck, now I miss your clinginess because I did like the, I liked the love and affection. I didn't like the clinginess that came along with it, but mm-hmm. you know, love is love at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Um, so on the one hand, I, I kind of get where he's coming from. Maybe, you know, there's some like trauma there that he hasn't dealt with fully or hasn't come to terms with or addressed or something along those lines. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. there's something there, but I mean, still like everything after that doesn't excuse you know what he did or i guess he didn't really do anything but yeah he he was just I, I, coming on a little strong yeah definitely there is nothing that he did wrong it's just in my eyes it was i'm telling you this is my limit and you're asking me for more than that and i thought we had already had a discussion about him accepting my limits um and, you know, it, it definitely made me feel some type of way because I think over the past year now that I've been single, it's like I I am busy. And so it makes me feel like I can't even date properly. You know, like I, I'm a failure at dating. I was a failure in my relationship. I'm a failure in like relationships. Right. And kind of just feeling that like shame that comes with being hyper independent. Um, which is like a really hard thing to unlearn. It's and it's really difficult to to switch that thought to like a more positive one about like, you know, I'm just trying to get my shit together and trying to keep my shit together and I need someone to match that. And right now I kinda do have someone that matches that. And I kinda talked about it earlier too with the other guys. Um, and how for some reason I want more out of that person, but at the same time I like exactly where we are. So I don't know why I'm trying to look for something more meaningful in other people. If I have something meaningful right now, may not be how I wanted it to start off, but like past two days have been really cute. So maybe from the sounds of it, yeah, you uh, you and homeboy are uh, you, you you y'all got a good thing going. I mean, you know, why try to why try to mess with that? You know, yeah. I think I think y'all in in a good spot right now. No need to uh, no need to. I don't want to say rush anything because I don't I don't know if it'll ever go that route. But I mean, you know, if if things go that way, things go that way. If not, then you know, just keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. I mean, especially you don't. Cause you never know, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of weirdos out there. Especially guys get this 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 um what do you call it? this idea about uh, relationships and stuff, especially fucking social media has rotted a lot of our freaking brains about uh what the idea of a relationship is and isn't and all that kind of stuff it's almost like no one has a mind of their own on a lot of things on like a similar topic kind of unrelated to our general topic but similar to what you're saying have you seen the people who have been putting on that one ring and getting rid of social media and dating apps and they're wearing like a specific ring now. There's a is a is like a promise ring, but it's for like getting rid of apps and stuff. Yeah. And I've not seen this. It's and I might have the misinformation again. I breezed over it through Instagram, but it was like if I remember correctly, um 
just people who are just tired of the online dating experience and wanting, I think it's to meet people more naturally, but they've been like wearing this ring, which is supposed to signify that like, Mm. I'm trying to have a more genuine connection. At least that's what I took from it. I could be completely wrong and it's like some cult thing and I just misread the hell out of it. But, you know, I think there's some merit to it because then you can identify people who are open to having more natural connections rather than like for social media, social media ones. That, uh, I, if, if your information is correct on this ring, I'm sorry, I'm going to get, probably get some hate for this, but that sounds cringy as fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> like you need a ring to, to like make some commitment to yourself of just hitting uninstall on an app on your phone. Like, come on now. Come on. I think the ring isn't for that. It's not like a commitment to yourself. I think the ring is just to let other people know. Other, it's like a signal, like, Hey, I'm, like I'm doing this, this challenge or this thing you know like pineapples like upside down pineapples to let people know that you and your partner are swingers i think that's what that means Mm. you know it's like one of those things would you ever be into the upside down pineapple oh i for sure would (laughs) how did i know that's another topic for another day (laughs) um i love pineapples i have one literally tattooed on my ankle One's uh, upside down. That's cool too. I wear my hair and pineapples to bed. Nice. Uh, getting uh, so we've touched on clinging clinginess. Now mm-hmm. uh, we've got the other side. <coughs> excuse me. We've got the other side of a uh, hyper hyper independence to talk about. Now, uh, I would consider myself an an independent partner, an independent person, especially for me being single for so long. Um, I very much value, and and and, and it's, uh, I'll get this out of the way now because I know people might be curious. I am an Aquarius. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, <laughs> but like apparently the Aquarius is like loyal and trustworthy and independent and all this other bullshit. Uh, you can but, say that about almost every sign. That's what I'm saying. But um, yeah, I am very much someone who values my my time by myself. Um, but I, I do also value my time with um, kind of like how you were saying with the people I care about. Um, I'm not going to waste it, especially I'm 28 now. Fucking I hate saying that out loud, but I'm 28. Uh, I only have so much time to give to people and I want to give it to the people that matter, especially at this state, this this stage of my life. You know, my friends are pretty much who are I'm going to write this shit out with till the end of time, pretty much so. I don't want to be wasting it giving it to some, like I said, some fucking schmuck or some dingleberry. Uh, but yeah, I, I say, but that to say that I'm independent, that doesn't mean that I don't, you know, I don't not like spending time with my partner. I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, sometimes there is a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to go do my thing over here. Sometimes, whether it's my social battery runs out or or, hey, today, I'm just not feeling it. And I'm glad that uh, I've got a partner that that very much understands, you know, you've got you've got your own life. You've got your own thing to do. You've got you've got this. You've got that. I know you've got your responsibilities with mm-hmm. with whatever you have work, all this, all this stuff, you know. Um, and like and you kind of touched on it earlier. Uh, I just just communicate. That's all you got to do with with people is just communicate. Um, 
another kind of thing that um, gets blown out of proportion a lot of times is just small, small little things with people in their relationships, especially because of social media. Going back to that real quick, uh, a lot of people, the smallest little problems get blown out of proportion and it's and there's no need for it. Mm-hmm. I really feel like something 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 as simple as asking for some space should not blow up into anything big. It's, that should not turn into a huge argument. That's someone's mm-hmm. that's someone's personal space that you're trying to take away from them um or not give to them when they when they're asking for it. They're asking yeah. it's a necessity for I would say everybody, you know? Why would you deprive, especially your partner? That's your partner. You know, you're supposed to love them for who they are and cherish them and nurture them and grow grow with them and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. you want to take a little bit of their essence away. I I personally don't don't feel um, that that's right. Yeah, and you know we we again touched on this a little bit on the red flag episode. And I brought up how people who are clingy and like people who are like hyper independent end up in relationships together. And, and, you know, the reason when we talk about hyper independence, you're, you know, a lot of the times people who are hyper independent, they are very much like oriented towards like accomplishing their goals, uh, completing tasks, kind of just making sure like they're taken care of and not to say that they don't have compassion or they don't care about other people it might just not be at the top of their priority list or like higher up on their priority list. And when it comes to relationships, people who are avoidant, they detach. So it's like, if you have someone who's constantly detaching from a relationship and someone who is super anxiously attached, meaning they are so involved in a relationship and you put those two people together, every time the avoidant person wants space, the clingy person is like, why do you need space? Mm-hmm. I want you even yep. more now, <laughs> which pushes them further into wanting more time with the avoidant person. But that overwhelms the avoidant person. So they're like, get the fuck away from me. And they serve each other. It's so weird how that happens. And I've experienced that firsthand being someone who's hyper independent and having dated someone who's super clingy. Every time he wanted to hold my hand, I would get disgusted and like kind of batted away or he would like hug me or try to like kiss me in public. And I was never like a PDA person. Mm. And every time he did it, I would just feel so like ick about it, which is just like a crappy way to feel about your partner. And he would just be all over me and like always want to be with me and my friends. I couldn't really ever have girl time. And it just like wanted me. Like, everything in me just wanted to get away from him at all costs. And every time I would try, he would just cling on and, like, hold on tighter. And it was just this constant push and pull until ultimately, like, I kind of, like, manipulated our breakup to happen. Um, But, like, I just... I think nowadays I'm trying to be better at coexisting with someone. Especially after living with a partner, you kind of have to learn how to coexist with someone. And I think that really helped me kind of shift the type of partner that I am. Um, But I think at the end of the day, I'm just, I'm really wanting to be able to provide for myself because I don't want to have to start all over again. And I don't know how to do that and still 
be vulnerable in relationships. So for the meantime, I'm going to be hyper-independent as fuck. Um, my, my boo thing calls me <laughs> his little HR person because apparently I have HR. blazer energy because I'm so <laughs> professional and like independent. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm starting to embrace it because that's just really how I am. I love it. Uh, I do. Uh, I mean, being being independent is uh, is less expensive. That's true. I mean, I mean, shit. Like partners are expensive. Like holy shit. Actually, I've... because I'm a female, the money gets spent on me. So that's true. Yeah. In your in your case, it's the roles are are, are a bit reversed. Yeah. I mean, I might need to I might need to check this female thing out one of these days. <laughs> You become passenger princess. See how your girlfriend uh, takes on the the more masculine uh, driver energy role. I mean, never mind. So, uh, you this this may be a side story, but uh, I I couldn't help but notice in your in in your little uh, speech just now that you said that you manipulated a breakup. Did yeah. you did you like orchestrate a, you like orchestrated a breakup like <laughs> how did you set this up Yeah I just I knew I wanted out of the relationship but I there was no way it was just going to be like hey DeAndre I want to break up like there was no way that straight of a conversation was going to happen with the boyfriend that I was having at the time So cuz I tried to do that and he like convinced me to not break up with him um, so what I did was I needed to borrow his phone and I changed one of his cousin's numbers to this girl's number who I didn't like at the time. And I knew him and his cousin would text constantly, right? So, wow, I'm so stupid. Uh, just thinking about this makes me cringe because it's like, Yesenia, you could have just advocated for yourself but I'm, it's okay I'm you live already, and you learn i'm loving this so far um so i like used his phone in quotes and i just like opened his messages and i like scrolled texting so and so and he was like what and i was like why are you texting this bitch like what the fuck like you're cheating on me blah 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 and like i just orchestrated this whole argument basically gaslit the fuck out of him and told him like i didn't want to be with him anymore i didn't let him talk at all i just pretended to be super mad fumed gaslighted him and broke up with him and never talked to him after that um and like i said looking back at it now it's obviously not something i would currently do and it makes me cringe just thinking about it because it just feels like i was in like a very manipulative relationship that was more geared towards his benefit and not mine um and you know i don't like gaslighting people because i've been gaslit before and it just sucks um but it was like i felt desperate to get out of that relationship but i didn't know how else to do it and you know i've i watched a thing or two from unhealthy relationships that i had set as examples for me growing up so i kind of knew what to do to get out of a situation i didn't want to be in and i did it um not super proud of it however i think it could have been more toxic and i think given how enraged i was from unprocessed trauma at the time i think i probably would have turned into like an abuser had i not gotten out of that relationship because i was constantly just pissed off and upset mm -hmm. and i probably would have turned into like the most verbally abusive person he's ever met um 
So, I mean, it sucks, but he's happy now. He's a dad now, so good for him. Um, And, you know, I just wish him and his girl and their family the best of luck and all the happiness in the world. I think they have two kids now, actually. Um, And and yeah. And guess who has none? Me. Because I'm immature as fuck and I don't need kids right now. (laughs) Uh, Switching gears. uh, I know we talked about um, being on the receiving end of of uh, fucking clinginess. Yes, that's the word I wanted. Have you have you ever been with someone that's been hyper independent? Maybe to the point where it's like, okay, this is too much independence for your liking, or something, or something along those lines. Yeah, it's basically like, and it's weird for me to be in a clingy role because you know I'm not a clingy person at all. Um, but yeah, my, like, there's a relationship I'm thinking about where he wanted space for me and he wanted to do things with his friends and never really invited me to hang out with him and his friends or really ever to meet his friends in general. But every time I wanted to get closer, he wanted to get further apart from me (laughs) and from like our relationship. And I just remember feeling desperate the whole time, like just feeling really desperate of like, wanting his love, wanting his approval, wanting his attention. Um, which, you know, for me, I think about it and I'm like, it's weird because I don't have daddy issues. Not that you have to have daddy issues to need approval, but usually there's some type of like parental thing going on there. Maybe it's my mommy issues, actually. Maybe that's what it is. Anyway, so yeah, I just remember feeling like really desperate that I would dye my hair random colors or just wear like really stupid outfits. Or say, like, the most, this is where I actually, during this time period, I used to be a big liar. And I would purposely make lies up to try to get him to be like, wow, really? Or to get him to, like, have some type of reaction because I just wanted to impress him. Um, And it never worked. But then because I felt so rejected by him, I would lie outside of that relationship, too. And it was, like, a thing that I had for a few years. Um, And it wasn't until I brought it up to therapy that, like we were able to recognize like it's because you felt rejected by this one person and you didn't want to feel rejected ever again. Um, So like for a few years into my adulthood, it was kind of rocky with me, like just making up lies for attention, which I hate saying it like that as like a future therapist. Um, Because, you know, it's not that you're trying to get attention. It's you feel a lack of love or a lack of support and you are trying to find ways to get that fulfilled um and there's nothing wrong with that it's just again thinking about how we can better figure out ways to ask for that rather than manipulating ways to find that yeah if it's not coming naturally from your partner then there's definitely something wrong there yeah uh i was in the same not i shouldn't say the same boat as you maybe not in the beginning um but it it certainly it certainly uh turned that way uh my last girlfriend the the one i had before i moved to georgia she she was uh of the hyper independence sort also she was basically kind of like me uh, with the whole being single thing like i i I loved being single you know i didn't I I love spending money on me, buying myself stuff, all this shit. I didn't need a relationship, but if I had one, cool, whatever. Uh, She was sort of the same way. 
and uh when when we were together i know she would she would always mention to me her hopes and her dreams um you know down the road for her businesses that she was running and starting up more businesses and all that kind of stuff cool and i was willing to support her through all that um even though i i i knew that meant that we probably weren't going to spend uh, as much time together which i was again i was okay with because again you grow you grow as people and you go together through hardships and all that kind of stuff and i was willing to do that with her i was willing to give it a shot uh but it eventually maybe like right before we broke up i i maybe i was in denial but um the writing was kind of on the wall because mm-hmm. she was starting up another business and doing her own thing with with ramping up more stuff of what she was doing currently and then obviously you know starting another business that that takes uh time and effort time and effort that she couldn't devote to me and their relationship and she couldn't um give me you know the attention and everything that that i deserved i guess but um yeah and then it eventually just led to you know us us breaking up unfortunately but uh i mean at the time like yeah i was like super sad about it like like fuck you know i was putting in i was putting my best foot forward um and i felt like she was too um for a good chunk of the relationship but obviously towards the end uh and I, i didn't feel like i never really felt like she wasn't at any at any point even right up until the end i just kind of i just kind of understood mm-hmm. i guess that maybe you know we are just going in two different directions um yeah. maybe maybe we are right for each other maybe we're not but um it's just now isn't the right time to decide or not decide but try to explore and figure out whether or not this is going to work long term so let's not waste anybody's time and you know let's go our separate ways yeah um but i mean yeah it's i i never really got to like your point where it was like fighting for her attention and everything because i could always call her text her she always we always were very communicative (laughs) we're always very that word 10 times fast yeah seriously we were good we were good talkers i'll say that (laughs) Um, and even, even right up until the end, she was, you know, very direct and I shouldn't even say stern, but she was direct and was just like, Hey, uh, I'm going to be busy with doing my own stuff. Um, I don't know if this is going to work. So, you know, yeah. you know, peace the fuck out. And I mean, Hey, it is what it is. You know, stuff happens for a reason. So for a while, yeah. of course I was, you know, I was the, the love struck boyfriend that was like oh maybe if i text her <laughs> or maybe if i call her she'll she'll uh reconsider she'll have second thoughts or everything but i never i never i didn't text her or call her or everything anything after that i like texted her like happy birthday maybe like months after we broke up just to like see if she'd say like oh thanks or whatever but like nah nothing and i was just like all right well that's that's you know <laughs> it uh, is what it is at that point you know yeah and you know i think something that came to mind as you were talking was like this just this idea of feeling like you're begging for somebody's love um whether you're the hyper independent or the clingy person or whatever role you're p- playing in that relationship like i've been there and 
I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I think I just never want to be in a situation again where I feel like I'm begging for someone to love me or someone's begging me to love them. Mm-hmm. I think that is the worst feeling, one of the worst feelings ever. Um, because that's when the clinginess or the hyper-independence starts, right? Because you start pushing away or you start pulling tighter. Um, you start feeling more desperate or you start feeling like really negligent. And hopefully if y'all are ever getting to that point in your relationships, you have someone you can talk to about it. You can talk to your partner about it and figure out what's the best way to move forward. Um, but you know, I think it's really important just to like recognize like how you show up in your relationships and which role you might be playing. And there's obviously secure relationships and people who are secure as fuck. And I'm so jealous of you people who are secure. Uh, I'm the goal is to be secure in all my relationships. Uh, but you know, I think it's just, it's just really important. It's really vital just to be able to recognize your own stuff and being able to bring that to your partner. Yeah. Recognize your faults and everything. Like if you're clingy, say so up front. Cause you don't want to, I don't want to get into a relationship and then find out like, like kind of in your case, I don't want to go on a date with a girl. And then next thing I know, it's, it's, I feel like I'm fighting for your attention. Like, like a week after we've known each other and it's like, like, come on, man. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if you've got, if you, if you've got a clingy personality and you recognize it, communicate it up front. If you're a, a hyper independent person and you, you know, maybe you don't need all the um love and affection or the time all that kind of stuff um again say so up front because there is a balance that i think both of you have to meet if you're on either side of the of the spectrum in that case you know it just all comes down it, it just all comes down to communication at that point yeah I also wonder how it would have been like, because, you know, I'm I'm done with school in May, so I'm going to have a whole lot more free time. And, you know, I'm manifesting. I'm going to get this job. So I'm going to have my weekends free again. You know, I'm going to have a more consistent schedule. I'm not going to be super chaotic with my schedule. And it kind of makes me wonder what it could have been like had he just waited and pushed through the next month and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, all's well that ends well. Hey, some people... Especially we live in a in a go 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 society. It's there is no there is no waiting. <laughs> what is that? I had an ex of mine. So back when I was like nineteen, this guy that I dated, um, he asked me out, but I was like two weeks, three weeks coming off of a breakup <laughs> with someone who I just needed a home to sleep in. So I kind of was just dating him for his house at that point. But anyways. Um, <laughs> that's funny. I, I was, I was talking to this guy and we ended up dating. Um, but when he asked me out, I wasn't sure. And I was like, can I have time to think about it? And he was just like, the time that you're spending thinking about it might not be time that we get. He's like, if you spend your whole time, to- if you spend your whole life waiting for the right time, you're going to run out of it. And I was like, damn, did you just convince me to say yes when I'm not ready to say yes? And sure enough, he did. Mm. And we had amazing, what was it? Like, I think we dated for like six months. Um, but it was a great time. In the meantime, you know. Hey, as long as, as long as you have fun on the way. As long as you have fun. And you know what? You're saying I had fun. 
Did you? On this episode. Did you really? Absolutely. Yeah. I love I love our our talks, our conversations. You know what's funny? You started off saying that you're an Aquarius. For folks who don't know, I'm a Libra. And apparently Libras and Aquarius get along very well. We're supposed to be very like the most compatible. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Don't tell my Leo girlfriend that. Well, you don't have to be super compatible in a relationship sense or like a romantic sense, you weirdo. No, I know, I know that. My two besties are Aquarius. Aquarius. You know what pisses? You, you know what pisses me off is that Aquarius is an air sign. I don't even get into like astrology and all that kind of stuff. I think it's kind of I think uh, I think it's pretty whack. But like, I think <laughs> an Aquarius is an air sign. Like, bitch, uh, my sign is a mermaid. Like what? You know, I'd be like that. It'll make sense. I'm a balance beam. Fucking this shit's. I'm balancing air apparently. <laughs> this, shit, this shit's fucking. I'm whack. balancing the weight of our friendship, DeAndre. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, if you're still here listening, hopefully you figured out if you're clingy, if you're hyper independent, and how you're gonna tell your partner that because that's awkward as fuck. Let us know how that breakup goes. Anyways, we enjoy you sitting through this hour with us. We appreciate y'all for being here. You can catch us on Instagram at underscore soft boiled. Again, that is underscore soft boiled. Or you can catch us at our Ramen Raider Instagram and our Ramen Raiders podcast, Simmering with the Ramen Raiders to be exact. Our Instagram account is ramen period raiders. That's ramen.raiders. Uh, Dean, you got any more um shout outs and or news you want to give to the folks no nah, you're good at that you're good. well that was all i had so thanks for simmering with us and getting a little soft boiled you know don't do that ever again oh. bye <laughs>